Pre-shaw the priest. We regret to inform you. Your childhood has expired. Knowing yourself, it's like, like all those kind of wisdomy cliches about, you know, to, to thine own self be true. Yeah, but you have to know who you fucking are before that works. This intro is going to be short and sweet. Nothing funny about this, just something that's been on my mind. And I'd like to say right off the bat, and that is you have no responsibility to live up to what other people think you ought to accomplish. I have no responsibility to be like they expect me to be. That's their mistake, not my failing. That is what I tell myself, only to realize I haven't accomplished anything I've tried to do. No, I'm just joking. I'm doing this fucking podcast, and uh, here's the funny thing, guys. I uh, I like to do what I want. You know what I mean? I do what I want. I live how I want, and some things go better than others, and the whole fucking point is just live your fucking life. There's a lot of fun things in life, and there's a lot that you can appreciate about life if we stop living under the fucking thumb of all these other people's fucking opinions. With that being said, please go leave me a five-star review. And let me know your opinion. And the word of the day is Solomon. Have some of that with some butter and water. All right, guys. Enjoy the fucking show. (laughs) Fake ass laugh. Give me some water. I'm thirsty. Bitch, you're beautiful. Hey guys, welcome to what I'm assuming is episode 45 of It's Funny You'd Say That podcast. Ooh, it's Travi Pie here. Hey, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Well, you're about to have a better one because Travi Pie is going to serve you up a sweet dish of podcast giving. Happy preach giving, everyone. Let's dive right in to the story of my 30th birthday. Now on my 30th birthday, I thought it was going to be the best gift I could ever give myself. Pay with my time and money to get my felony off of my record. So Travi Pie could get a better job. You know, have so many different advantages. But what happened, guys? Well, let's dive right in. I spent weeks and weeks paying for, hundreds of dollars, by the way, paying for all of the paperwork, filing all of the paperwork, doing everything I needed to fucking do the right way to do this. I get a court date. No one along the way tells me anything. They just go, good job. Pat on the back. You did this one? Good job. Pat on the back. You're doing better in life now? Great job. Two pats on the back. One on the fanny. It's fine. No one told me I 
you know what? Let's not even say that part because, hey, spoiler alert. You know what I mean? So I take the day off from work. It's Travi's 30th birthday. Me and the beautiful Tori, we drive all the way down to the courthouse far away because I went to a fucking faraway land for my jail sentence. That's fine. So here we go. We go in. We sit down. I'm dressed in a tie. You know, Travi's looking adorable, guys. I'm thinking, you know how handsome I am. This fucking judge ain't going to resist this. In fact, he's going to give me all my money back, too. He's going to be like, hey, man, you're off the hook. In fact, if you want to get another felony while we're at it, you handsome fuck with your tie, this one's on the house. That's what he said. I swear to God, that's what he said. Anyway, so I sit down. We go through, I don't know, four or five maybe, like DUI ticket cases. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll get to me eventually, you know. I'm here for the long haul. It's my birthday, guys. I'm 30. So, up comes this adorable girl, you know, just a sweet young thing. And she's just there looking innocent. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Must have got a DUI. Maybe she hasn't paid her fucking parking tickets. I don't know. She doesn't look like she's a ruffian. You know what I mean? Gets up there. Then a lawyer's there with her. I'm like, oof. Maybe she really didn't pay those parking tickets. Maybe she's like, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm going to gather them up. I'm going to get a whole bunch of parking tickets. Whatever. They dive right in. Young girl by the name Natalie. Should I have said her name? Probably not. But guess what? I didn't do what she did. Here we go. They start talking about why she's there. Can you guess why this young, innocent-looking girl is there? Bet you can't. I'll give you a hint. It's something fun you do in Grand Theft Auto. That's right, guys. She ran a red light and plowed into a couple people. Only fun in GTA. Not so much when you're taking a life. She was distracted one morning, apparently doing her makeup in the car, trying to hurry and get to work. Just a young girl trying to get her life together. Plows, GTA's the fuck out of a young couple. Kills the young guy. Tragic. The girl ends up in the hospital, ends up in a wheelchair for a while, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing she's doing a lot better now. This was a while ago, guys. I'm almost 34. The young girl ended up in the hospital, nonetheless. And again, her man, who happened to be her fiancé, dead. Do you know what this young couple was doing on this? This young couple, I don't know if it was a spur-of-the-moment thing or maybe they had planned it, but this young couple left their place bright and early that morning. And they thought, today is a great day. Little did they know, God had other plans. And I don't mean to say that in a jokey manner, but that's how I'm going to tell this story. I feel all the empathy for everyone in this fucking situation, including the girl who hit them. Do you know what they were doing? Well, they woke up that morning. I'm sure they had pancakes. Who wouldn't want pancakes unless your fucking name is Elisa, okay? Probably made some scrambled eggs. 
maybe some sausage links. I don't know, maybe some bacon, maybe both because it was such a big day for them. Or maybe they thought, let's not have any food. Let's wait till after we're done and go have a celebratory, I don't know what's in that, but it's not a great place to live. So I'm guessing they were just going to Burger King. But anyway, they were on their way to get a marriage license. This young couple in love on their way to get a marriage license. One of them is murdered. I mean, how the fuck do you see that type of thing coming? You know what I mean? For your fucking life. Like this shit, like he just got taken away from her and his family. Heartbreaking shit. Also heartbreaking for the young girl who was fucking careless. You don't think about these things until they fucking happen, unfortunately. Did not think about it. Took a man's fucking life. She has, she lives with that now. That she took a man's life and ruined a young woman's life and a mother's life and the, her, his whole family's life. I mean, you took something away that they think about daily, I'm sure. So she gets arrested for it. Apparently, they find drug paraphernalia in her car. She was not high at the time, luckily for her, but they found meth paraphernalia in there. Now, she did not look like a meth user at all. She looked like a sweet young girl, you know, who fucked up. But apparently, she was addicted to meth as well. Apparently, she tried a couple times to get off of it. This might have been a sort of clean time where she was just kind of dabbling in this, in the devil's dandruff. I think that's cocaine, actually. Um, but anyway. But we're talking meth, not cocaine, guys. This is like the devil's fucking aftershave melted around with gasoline and you fucking and you do whatever you do. Anyway, so, meth. This young girl addicted to meth, Okay. You find out she's had drug problems and other problems, outburst problems, all these problems. Because now it's one of two things, and I can't quite remember, but the the common the, the what actually happened was her mom was murdered. Now she either found the body or saw her mom get murdered. I don't remember which one. All I know is Jesus fucking Christ. So she witnessed that, had a fucked up fucking childhood. Not a great childhood for her is what I'm getting at here. And it led to drugs. It led to murder. It led to all these things. You know what I mean? So you get this backstory on her life. And you start to really fucking feel for her. Then you get more backstory on the couple. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. You guys are tugging at the strings of my heart. Play me out, baby. Because that's what you're doing. Tug, tug, tug. Whew. That's not the worst part, guys. Well, actually, that was the worst part. Uh, but what made it even worse is when they were discussing the possibility of, I don't know, life in prison. 25 years, 15 years, all these things, you find out this young girl named Natalie, four months pregnant. Yeah. She got pregnant after this all happened, by the way. Now, there was some speculation from the prosecution that maybe she did it to try to get out of prison. 
But apparently, guys, that's not how the law works. You know what I mean? Babies don't solve everything. There's a lesson there in your relationship. I want you to remember that. Babies don't solve everything, especially a murder charge. Write that one down for the fucking topics on my fucking podcast. Anyway, so she's four months pregnant. Now, to the credit of the mom of the young man who was murdered, she said, my son's life is over. That does not mean her life needs to be over too. But she needs to be punished for what she did. So they all settled on four years in prison. I wouldn't be that mom. I would strangle this bitch with my bare fucking hands and I would take the 25 years. If you took my beautiful baby boy away from me. Or my fucking wife, but I'm talking about my son. So, four years in prison. I watched her say goodbye to her family. She doesn't get to hug them. Nothing like that. She just gets handcuffed and walked out. Now, I have been in that same courtroom. I know exactly where she went after she got handcuffed and walked out. I know exactly the fucking procedure she got. I know the mug. I know where she took the mug shot. I know how they had her take the mug shot. I knew all of that. I knew the feeling of my life is currently over. I knew all of that. So I'm feeling emotionally fucking exhausted from this. Now, side note, she had the baby in prison. Uh, eventually she got out. I think she got out a little early and she got out and she isn't doing well as of, I think a year ago or a year and a half ago, two years, whatever it was that we heard about it, not doing well guys. And I only know that because I did some fucking investigating to try to find her only to find out that later on a year or so later, my wife actually went to beauty school with her sister hours away from where they actually live. Like, what are the chances of that? So then we ended up finding out all this shit. The husband or the father of the child was into drugs. All this shit. I guess the grandparents took the baby. I'm hoping for that fucking child's sake and for her sake that she got through all this, she did not fucking continue to do drugs, that everything worked out. That's what I'm hoping for. But who fucking knows? Now let's get back to my part. So I sat through all of this just emotionally exhausted. Of course I'm the victim here, guys. It's not the dead guy. It's not the mom. It's not the woman's family. It's not the girl who fucking murdered this person and wounded another one. It's me for having to sit through the story. God damn, it was tragic. So I go up there, emotionally distraught. And I give all my paperwork to the police officer up front. He hands it all to the judge. The judge goes through it in 30 seconds. Says, you're here to get your felony taken off your record. And I say, yes, sir. And he goes... You are one year too early. And I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, you are one year too early. And I remember thinking, I might've said it, but I remember thinking, I'm t this is, it's been 10 years. 
Like, well, why can't I get my felony off my record? I've done everything right since then. I haven't gotten in trouble. I've put my best fucking foot forward. I did temp jobs. I fucking worked my way up to a fucking shipping manager position from a temp position. A temp position on fucking graveyard to a day shift shipping manager position with tattoos all over my body and a felony because of my work ethic. I worked so fucking hard to get out of the fucking stigma of I'm a piece of shit because I felt that my whole fucking life only for this judge to nonchalantly just be like, yeah, you're, you're too early. See ya. That's it. Motherfucker. That's really it. After all the shit I had to go through to fucking get to this point, you're just going to just whatever, just throw it away. It's fine. You're a year too early. Uh, I almost cried in front of the judge. I was like, okay. And just left because I knew it was pointless and I really just wanted to hit him and that would have been a different felony. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we left and I don't really think I said much of anything all the way home. I almost cried in the elevator. I almost cried on the way home. Uh, I was so fucking defeated by that. And I think a lot of it had to do with that story. I told you of the young fucking girl. And how tragic that shit is. And it just fucking tore me up only to also be defeated. But at least I wasn't going back to prison, guys. But I never did get it off my record. You know why? I didn't see the point anymore. I'm not my felony and I'm not my mistakes. I am who I am. And I can change at any moment. I can work through things I've done. And I try to. Now, let me tell you. Does everything I've done burden my fucking soul? Oh, you are goddamn right it does. But I I get past it. it. It's fine. I just didn't see the point again to try to get my felony off because I got a new job and worked my way up from a temp again to lead and getting paid 10 more dollars than I did as a fucking shipping manager. I'm doing great. So me thinking that I need to get this thing off of my back, it's already off my fucking back. It doesn't weigh me down. Also, it's really funny now, uh, the whole thing. Also, I have a good story, guys, about Natalie and my felony. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, you yeah, know, whatever. Um, let's move on from that, though. You know, I'm glad you you walked through that with me. I'm glad you enjoyed your preach-giving dish of that story. Let me serve you up some more. Here's a little more for you. Why is it so quote-unquote cool for people on podcasts and in real life to basically talk about how much they hate their significant other? I don't understand it. I'm pretty sure I've fucking spoken about this before. But I was listening to a podcast and they're like, why the fuck would I sit next to my girlfriend on a flight? Like, I'm already going on vacation with her. Why would I want to be on the flight next to her? It's like, what? And then Tony, too many words when I worked with him, only had bad things to say about his wife. Like, he would, then he would be like, no, she's sweet, blah, blah, blah. But he always complained about her. Listen, my wife and I have complaints about each other. You've heard me talk. You know how exhausting it would be to be with me. <laughs> Imagine actually being with me. Now, sure. Would you get some some love? Of course. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. But anyway, would you get nice things from me? Of course. It'd be, it, it's nice dating me. I'm a delight, okay? 
And I say that knowing damn well it would also be a horror show. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't understand. I don't say bad things about my fucking wife to people. Why would I do that? Why would I make her not seem like the most amazing woman on the planet? Because she is. That's why I'm with her. Because she's amazing and I love her and she's my friend. It's so stupid that people don't treat their significant others this way. Now I get it's so funny. It's so funny, guys, to make these fucking jokes. Oh, man, we're in the fucking 90s and we're fucking Al Bundy talking shit about our wife on Married with Children. Hey, man, that guy was a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? It's just stupid. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I know you're sitting here thinking, you know, because you're from the 90s, probably. You're like, wow. Um... Ooh. Uh, this guy's just talking about how not miserable he is, you know, spending time with his wife because she's amazing and she's his friend. And I know you're thinking, oh man, he's so gay. Well, you know what? Call me gay because I love the shit out of my wife. It's so fucking stupid, you guys. But the more important thing, dude, the more important thing other than that and listening to someone get murdered and fuck it, not get murdered, but talk about getting murdered is this. Why has no one made wet flicks for porn? First of all, it's obviously a play on of Netflix, but you could spell flicks however you want because, you know, they flick the bean and it's wet. And I know you're thinking, yuck. Well, guess what? You can leave. There's the door. Thanksgiving's over for you. It's preach-giving for the rest of us. And we're preaching wet flicks. Why has no one made that? Someone should make wet flicks for porn. They can make tasteful movies and shows. You know? Haven't you ever been watching Friends and you're like, oh man, this is this is a joy. This is funny. And oh, that was a good joke. Oh, that was a good joke. Oh man. Oh, that Ross and Rachel, you know, <laughs> man. Oh, that's sweet. They're hugging and stuff. Man, I'd sure love to see Ross plow Rachel right now. And you just didn't get it. Well, guess what, guys? With wet flicks for porn, that's exactly what you'll get. You'll get the porn version of Friends. Listen, when my wife and I, when we have a, a real naughty night and we want to put on some pornography, we always love porn with an intro. We like a story. You know, right at the beginning. I like a little a little back and forth. I like a little seduction in it. You know what I mean? Hey, prep me up. Give me a story. Then we'll get into the scissoring. You know what I'm saying? Then we'll get into the wet flicking. <laughs> Did you get the joke? Anyway, so I'm just saying it's a great idea. I don't know why they don't do this. And now I'm realizing that I'm probably going to Google wet flicks and guess what? It's probably going to be a whole porn site or it's something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, I think someone should make wet flicks. Trademark, you can't take it. Trademarked it. I just trademarked it. You can't take it. That's a rule. I, I saw it in a movie. I saw it in a movie once and it was not a porn. It was an actual movie. And I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure you can trademark things by verbal. It's a verbal trademark. You can't take it. Anyway, it's sponsored by Only Felons. Um, so uh, my son watches Cuphead 
videos. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> that sure sounds like a video that would be on Wetflix, but it's not. It is the game Cuphead. Have you not seen this? Go to YouTube and look up Cuphead. It's absurd, okay? The graphics you're going to see look very old, but it's brand new, guys. I fucking hate these kind of graphics. I don't like old shit. Get it out of my view. I'm not interested, but the devil is in this game. And I'm like, I don't feel good about my son watching this shit, but he does. <laughs> and what I'm about to tell you is probably the reason why he shouldn't watch these things. So... <laughs> So we're trying to pick a show on Hulu for him to watch. Or not Hulu, sorry. YouTube. And the still of this show is the devil. And he goes, this one right here. And I go, the devil? And he goes, the devil. Just like that. My wife is in the bathroom. I'm in the fucking kitchen. We start giggling <laughs> and then he goes the devil where are you and i'm like hey man stop trying to summon the devil to our fucking home would you <laughs> he's running around super excited sounding possessed i'm not even joking he was laughing and being happy, but he was so aggressive about it. It legitimately sounded like this motherfucker was possessed. He just goes, devil, where are you? In the weirdest voice. But it was so fucking cute. I can't even explain it better than that. It was so fucking cute. Oh, man, he's been really fucking rad lately, and I feel thankful. Guys, let's talk about thankfulness real quick, okay? I'm thankful for my beautiful wife. I'm thankful for my beautiful son. They give me all the joys. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm thankful for Bombtastic Podcast, Elisa. They gave me another shout-out. She mentioned that I shout her out on every episode. Hey, it's because I do. Because most of these people that I've met through the podcast community... A lot of them are great. But Elisa is one of the ones that shows real support. And I'm so grateful for that. She's one of the people that I actually talk to quite a bit. And also one of the people that doesn't make me feel weird for talking to her. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we have actual friend conversations, which I appreciate. She doesn't act like a fucking weird person just wanting me to listen to her podcast, support it, and then never have real conversations with me. So I appreciate making that friend. It was really nice to make that friend uh, who had already been podcasting before me. Um, yeah, so please go listen to her podcast. And uh, um, I'm just thankful for a lot of things. Uh, I had a good Thanksgiving. I went to my brother's. Um, Tori and our son went to her sister's. I don't go there because her parents were there and we've discussed this. And if you don't remember it, go back and listen of why I don't have a relationship with her parents anymore. So, um, I'm thankful that I don't have to be around her parents anymore because God fucking damn it. I don't think they're good people. That's fine, guys. Do you know what's super fun? Sorry, by fun, I mean fucking annoying is putting on a hoodie 
after taking off a hoodie in your truck while you're driving when you have huge sensory issues. Oh, did your shirt roll up and now it won't roll down because you have to drive? Yeah, that's what I get for cooking breakfast. And the fucking bacon made my hoodie stink. The bacon was in the room where I was cooking. Okay, it's called a kitchen, guys. Anyway, it smelled like bacon. And I'm like, ugh. And I felt insecure because me and another coworker were talking the day before. And he's like, yeah, dude, uh, supervisor, you know, it smells like fucking burnt bacon and like, oh, what do you say? Burnt bacon and fuck, what was it? And Parmesan cheese. Yuck city, guys. Yuck over here. Yuck over here. You parallel parked a car in a yuck parking lot. It's yuck. He smells so fucking bad. But it's it doesn't smell like burnt bacon and shit to me. What it smells like is fucking B.O. and cigarettes. And ugh. He doesn't work there anymore, though, so we're good. So I'm trying to put on my fucking hoodie while I'm driving. I'm swerving. I'm, it's terrible, guys. I finally got it on. But aggravation was at an all-time high. <sighs> the story is I got my hoodie on, and it's fine. And I don't want to do that again. But uh, I probably will. I probably will. You know what I mean? And that's fucking whatever. Whatever, guys. Let's move on. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I almost clocked the shit out of a chick at the gym. I know you hear that and you're like, wow, what a fucking asshole this guy. And this is going to lead into something else that makes you think, wow, he would clock a woman at the gym. But let's start with this first, huh? I'm doing fucking lateral, you know, rows with the fucking dumbbells. This fucking broad thinks I'm going to walk right next to him. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that I lift the dumbbells right in front of me. I'm talking about wingspan, bitches. I'm talking about wing fucking span. I go up in the air. She has to duck out of the way. And I'm thinking, hey, fuck face. What are you doing? I almost hit you with a dumbbell. And I wish I would have. But that's fine. I didn't get her. You know what else is really annoying before we get to the thing I, I just brought up before this? Yeah, that's fine. Before we get to that, dudes act like the gym is like a watering hole. Like they all, they, they get in little groups. Now, these guys, now listen, it's going to sound like I'm a hater, hate that term. It's going to sound like that. I'm not at all. Do you know what I'm a fucking big fan of? People who show dedication and willingness to fucking just suffer through it and make themselves have great bodies. It's fucking rad of you guys. It's awesome. I really fucking respect the work you put in. What I don't respect is that you have to walk around flexing around everyone or you wait for a girl to be near you and you literally pull up your short leg to flex your fucking thigh. Hey man, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's fine that you're attractive. No problem there. Got no problem with that. It's great. What I have a problem with is you getting in people's ways and sitting on machines because you try to be near the women in the gym and then you flex constantly. And then you have jokes with your buddies where you're really fucking loud. Hey, man, we're not in the jungle. And if we are... I'd throw a fucking dumbbell at your face for annoying me. Okay? That's how that would work. 
Oh my God, I can't fucking stand people and it's a real problem. Now let's move on to this one, guys. You ready? Let me preface this with, I think murderers are pieces of shit. Now, having said that, these people who make the documentaries about like the wives who've gotten murdered by the husband, they have some fucking nerve. They always make the guy who did the murder, rightfully so really, but hear me out, seem like the biggest piece of shit who just killed her for no reason. You know what I mean? No reason. Are we sure? Then they make the wife seem like such a sweet, innocent lady. They, they'll read text messages, and this is what they make it sound like to you. This isn't even what it says. This is what it makes it sound like from the wife's perspective. Oh, dearest love of my life, another night has gone by. Without the warm feel of your hands and your heart, why must you be so cold to my love and need of you? When in reality, the text actually says, hey, I wanted sex last night. And that's the tone she says it in, probably. You know what I mean? How do you know anything about what actually goes on between these two? The whole point I'm making here is, what went on to make this man want to kill this woman? I'm not saying we're justifying the murder. What I'm saying is, tell the whole fucking story if you want to tell a story. Don't just tell the part you like. You know what I mean? Don't just make the woman out to seem like an innocent, sweet gal. What if she spent every night criticizing this guy? What if he worked 13 hours a day? Came home, just wanted to see his wife, missed her so much, and she's like... What the fuck are you doing home, you piece of shit? God, you lazy fuck. God, why can't you cook me dinner every now and then? Why are you so fat? Man, you fucking suck. Wow, man, I don't want you to touch me. And then you see a text of, hey, I wanted sex last night. And you think, okay, cool. Well, you seem like a real peach. You know what I mean? Some peaches get bruised and thrown away. And I'm saying that's what happens in these documentaries. They make the fucking chick seem super sweet and great. And the guy seem like a horrible piece of shit. And on, you know... In reality, he did kill someone, so he is a piece of shit. I'm just saying. There's more than one side to every story. Don't just give me the ending you want. Give me the real ending. Give me everything. I'm getting real sick of this, you know what I mean? I'm on the murderer side. No, I'm not really. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, what else do you want to talk about, guys? Because I'm pretty much done. I'm pretty much done, but I get, you know, there's some shit... I'm feeling real stressed out about my age. That's fine. Um, hmm. Let's call it good. Let's call this one in the books. Thank you for everyone who listens. Thank you so much. And uh, I don't know. It's pre-shiving, guys. What I want you to do. Oh, man. I want you to pull up a chair at the table. Join all of us like it's fucking Christ's last meal. I don't even know. Last supper, is that what it is? Well, guess what, man? God's a-cooking. 
God's a cooking a sweet podcast for you right now. And he just served you a good solid over 30 minutes of it. And I want you to appreciate all of it because I appreciate you. Okay. I have one fucking dessert left to slice you up. Here you go. I put some fucking whipped cream on it. So it bite this up, chew it down, swallow it out. Appreciate all the preach, guys. You just got saved by the bell, bitch. Bam, babe.